All right. What's going on, everybody? Um, I think August was the last time I recorded one of these, so this should be interesting. Um, today with me, I've got Jim, Costa Rica, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Awesome. I'm, I never really got nervous doing these before, but it's been so long. I'm a little iffy today. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, we'll have it. It's been a long time, so um, obviously everyone knows Madagascar won our first championship, which is cool. Um, Lawn 2 started now, so that's awesome. Hopefully I get more invites out soon. I've been really busy with work. It's been hard to find time to do this, too. I've been trying for a few weeks. Yeah, you have a, you have a lot on your plate, I think, Um I think we all just need to take a step back and relax. We got a couple months. Uh, yeah, at this point last year, I hadn't even proposed the idea of lawn to anybody. So I'm really in any hurry at this point. I got a little ahead of myself. Um, I had things settled a week at work. And I was like, awesome, now I have time to do this. And then went back to a mess. So... We'll see. We'll see how long I can get things done for. <laughs> um, anyways, today, so the first thing that I had on here to talk about was going to be run through a dynasty, like top 12. So basically the guys we would take in the first round. I have this written down as a super flex. So uh, you want to do like do four at a time and talk through them? That sounds uh, fantastic. All right. You want to give me your top four? For Dynasty? Yeah, my top four, uh, uh, Saquon, uh, CMC, Zeke, and and Hopkins. Um, All right. So mine, I have three of the same guys, different order. I've got Saquon one, Nuke two. I still have Gurley at three and McCaffrey at four. Uh, You sour on Gurley a bit? Yeah, I just uh I don't know. And with Barkley, McCaffrey, Zeke, I mean you're two years younger. Um, I don't know if you know what happened in the playoffs and Gurley was a little hurt more. Uh does Sean McVay realize that having two backs is All right, I have issues with Anchor a lot. I'm not sure if you cut out, but I can't hear you now. <laughs> oh, am I there? All right, I got you now. Honestly, this happened one time recording with um Corey, where I said in the pod that I couldn't hear him, and then when I listened back, he was talking just fine the whole time. But I could hear up to where you were talking about, yeah, McVay going with two backs. I think, once again, it's being shown that running backs are easily replaceable. It's a system thing. Um, Saquon, I feel like is sort of the exception to the rule at this point because that offense is terrible and he still got it done. I think he's basically the consensus 101 at this point. Yeah, I agree. I've always been an anti RB early guy, and I can't not put Saquon at one at this point. Um, so I think the only other other one that was left – okay, so I didn't have Zeke. I don't know. I've just never really been a fan of Zeke. 
Ohio State, the Cowboys. I feel like it's more of a personal preference at the top here for me that I don't like Zeke. <clears throat> yeah, you definitely have the hatred for Zeke for sure. Yeah. If he, I mean, let's be honest, if he can keep, if he can improve some uh, pass catches out of the backfield like last year, um, I mean, he's just a workhorse. Uh, I, I don't know. I think he has to be, he has to be in the top four. But again, that's the best part about super flex is everyone has their preferences and um, that's why it's so fun. Yeah, there's um, so Zeke does make it into my next four. I'll do my next four really quick. I have Kamara at five. I finally give in to Zeke at six. My seven is going to be a hot take. Nobody's going to like this. I got Mike Evans at seven, and then eight is Odell. I love the Evans uh, pick. So I got um, with Superflex. I have Mahomes five, Gurley six, Kamara seven, Devonte Adams eight. Ah, that's a guy I, I also am just having a tough time getting behind. I just can't do the Packers thing. But, yeah, Mike Evans, I don't know why. Everyone, every offseason hates Mike Evans. And then every year he puts up the same numbers, and I buy him cheaper every year. It's really a beautiful thing. I still got you. I'm sorry. I can't hear you. Iffy there in New York. Um, I think the um, Arians and Jameis Winston, Mike Evans, has uh, some potential there. Oh, yeah. I think the whole Tampa offense is going up. I actually saw in one of my other leagues a couple of guys bet on Tampa making the playoffs this next year. I think that could be a little ambitious, but not beyond the realm of possibility if they stay healthy. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think they need to draft some defense in the, uh, the first couple, three rounds, though. Yeah, it would help if Quan Alexander stays healthy, too. Correct. But um, – I'm trying to remember. Did you have Odell in your top eight yet? Uh, no. So he is he's nine for me. Um, you know, I have Mahomes five. Um, I don't know. I, I just did a mock on DLF, and he went 103. I mean, I can see why. He's only 23 years old. Um. You know, he's a stud. I think he's going to have some regression, but uh, I don't know. This is only my second year in Dynasty, so. Yeah, I'm I'm just not a big quarterback early guy, which I have two quarterbacks in my next four to contradict myself immediately. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just think that offense, so many people are going to have – well. Hunt's gone now. That actually boosts the case for Mahomes, but there's still quite a few guys who are going to have to get paid in the next few years that I don't think he can sustain it without the all-star cast he had around him. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, I think it was more of a project of the whole offense being perfect for Mahomes. 
but who knows? I've been wrong before. I hated Devontae Adams last offseason, and I want to say he was the wide receiver one this year, so who knows? <laughs> who do you have? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say he's a stud. Yeah, as much as I don't want to say it, he's pretty – he's all right. <laughs> who do you have for your um, last four then, though? So I got uh, OBJ, uh Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, and Andrew Luck. Okay. Those are some interesting names I didn't fully expect. Um, I've got Michael Thomas at nine, right behind OBJ. And then I have my first quarterback is Deshaun Watson. And then I have Mahomes. And then reluctantly, very strong emphasis on the reluctantly, Devontae Adams at 12. Okay. But I, I don't know. I just like Watson more than Mahomes. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I was so out on Mahomes that I refuse to accept that he's it. Um, kind of did the same thing with Devontae Adams last off season. Just tried to deny the fact that he was good because I didn't like him. And then, yeah, I'm finally accepting it this year. <laughs> um. What are your thoughts on – so, like, I think – It's probably just my end again, but what were you going to say? I heard what are your thoughts on Hello? All right, so nothing new with this podcast. I'm having troubles with the um, software. I'm going to have to seriously look into something else for this, but back into what we were discussing. So the last thing I could hear from you was, what are your thoughts on, and then it cut out, so... Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Andrew Luck at that 112 spot? Uh, I think it's a little reach on my end. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. Um, I don't know. I feel like Luck is, again, the same thing I was saying, how I was out on Luck with the whole shoulder drama last year, and then he came back and kind of proved me wrong, and I'm a little slow to admit when I'm wrong a lot of the time, believe it or not. <laughs> so... And it's more of a, I'm not really a big Q, QB person. Like, it's actually burning me now because last year I was one of those people, uh, oh, Bortles, all he does is produce. And then Bortles lost his job. And now I have only one quarterback in a lot of leagues. So um, I don't hate it. I definitely think Luck is the guy in Indy, obviously. He's a great quarterback. Um. As long as that shoulder thing doesn't pop back up, I don't see any reason why not to take him that early. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know. I've, 
I, I said, this is my second year doing super flex and it just, you know, even in the LON, you know, I have, I just made a trade for Dak to get younger, but I feel like if you don't have three starting quarterbacks, I don't know if you can compete. It depends who your starting quarterbacks are, I feel like. And I mean, you know, if you can win just fine with only two, but if one goes down, you're immediately at a handicap, you know, like it's really hard. I mean, 12 teams to have three starting quarterbacks isn't possible. And really, you know, the last four or five guys are usually bridge guys or guys who are going to be replaced by rookies. Like, I mean, how many teams ended up starting a rookie last year? I think all five that drafted them in the first round eventually moved to their rookie. So I think having three starting quarterbacks definitely gives like basically guarantees you, you know, top half of the league at that point. I mean, unless you just have absolute garbage for the rest of your team, like, but I definitely think luck is a safe pick at the end of the first Can you hear me again now? Yep. All right. Anchor is something else. Um, did you hear any of what I said on luck? Or I did not. No. Awesome. Awesome. No, all I, right. I, heard, I heard almost all of it. I just this is the last like thirty seconds. All right. Um, yeah. No, I was just saying more of like I feel like having three starting quarterbacks basically guarantees you, like you know, top half of the league unless you just have absolute garbage around him. Like, I feel like taking a quarterback like luck at the end of the first just feels really safe to me. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. What are your thoughts on Deshaun Watson? I had him in there and you didn't. Uh, I, I I love Watson. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely mid, uh, mid second, early second. Um, for me, um, I don't know. No. I, I just don't know if he's, uh, man, I, I just, I don't know about him. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of always loved him. I liked him in college a lot too. And I've been able to, in quite a few places as like, everybody's kind of moving towards the running backs. I've been able to get Watson and nuke in a lot of leagues and it's a pretty nasty stack to own. Yeah, that is a good stack to have for sure. And yeah, in some leagues, like I said, with everybody going towards RBs now, like some leagues I can, if you're picking at the back end of the first, you can get Nuke at like 110 and then come back and get Watson at 203. And I don't know. I really think that's like, that is about the perfect start to a draft in my opinion. All right. Um, I lost you for about the last 10 seconds again, Shocker. 
No, I was just saying with uh, with Deshaun Watson, it's nice you get you're getting some uh, rushing yards with him. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he. I wouldn't call him a dual threat, but he definitely. The whole league is moving towards these more mobile. These guys who pr- provide that rushing floor. I mean, I don't know where it came from, but even Josh Allen showed us that. That that might be the one guy I've been a lot I able to admit I was wrong on. Um, but I think everybody was wrong on Josh Allen just about. So it, it feels a little better that everyone else was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone had uh, faith in that guy. Yeah, especially not for him to put up the numbers he did. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't feel like even Josh Allen's believers expected – this from him in year one. I mean, he really has the water on that one. Yeah, we, uh, I unfortunately got to see him put a whooping on my Vikings. Oh, that week was awesome. I was, that was, uh, that was really sad. <laughs> I was coming back, um, from Traverse City that day, and so I couldn't watch the game, but I just kept like, I checked my phone every once in a while and see a different lead channel. Holy shit, Josh Allen. Josh Allen this, Josh Allen that. So I finally got home and checked his stats. And I was like, wow. It's, he's the truth. Yeah. But that was that was the night where uh, Everson Griffin went uh, AWOL that Saturday night. So I think there was uh, – I think the whole team was just caught off guard and then they just came in and just put a whooping on us. Yeah, I mean – it happens to every team at some point. I mean, some teams for the last 20 years, like the Lions, but it's fine. <laughs> it's true. But, um, all right, enough about Josh Allen. Um, next thing we were going to talk about is something you mentioned, startup strategies. Did you have any specific thoughts on that? Or, um, Yeah, I mean, again, it's kind of like, you know, it's only – I'm. Only my second year in a super flex dynasty league. I'm, I'm just, I'm a very aggressive person. And <laughs> I think I'm, I might have some of that redraft, redraft mentality of just like, I have to win now. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be pretty uh, interesting with um, LON 2.0 of how that's going to go down for trading. But I know, uh, Sean in North America division right now, like I told him that I'm just going to be aggressive and I want all studs and you know, who knows last year I lost or I could have won the championship in North American division. I lost by 0.04. I I got super, super aggressive. I had a whole bunch of draft picks at startup and I traded all these draft picks and just try to like get studs. Now I'm kind of looking back at my team and, you know, the next like three or four years, I might be screwed. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, like I said, I'm a very aggressive guy and I just, I want, I, I don't know. I think getting studs in my opinion is worth it. Um, unless you get lucky and you hit on rounds three through seven and you have four or five picks. Oh. <sighs> 
Did I get you back yet? All right. I got you back finally. That's cool. <laughs> um, I, I did want to ask, since I faintly remember this, was it you that later in the year gave up Le'Veon Bell for a package involving Marquise Valdez-Scantling? Or is that someone that, else? That was me, yes. <laughs> I think that might be probably the worst fantasy football trade of all time. Everyone in the history of the world. <laughs> Yeah, when you were talking about getting aggressive, that was the first thing that came to mind. I can't remember what else you got, but it was Edo Edo Smith and MBS, and it was just frustrating because <laughs> it was a time where again I just was sick of Le'Veon Bell, and I honestly think, I mean, I'm I'm kind of high on it, but I think there's a 25 30 percent chance that he's just going to want too much money, and he is just never plays again. I, I just for some reason had that thought that he just might not play again but anyways I was just getting frustrated with him and (laughs) went down was down early Tevin Coleman was not producing and then they were giving the ball to Edo Smith and I was like oh maybe I can make a run at a championship and then MBS was Rogers like hottest target for like a couple weeks and I just got into that garbage and then all of a sudden MBS just (laughs) oh man i went to pull it up too just to check i for some reason i thought you got a pick from that too but wow no i know it was it was (laughs) it was pretty good yeah as much as i love Le'Veon, um this whole debacle kind of screwed me and so many leagues. I mean, as an MSU fan, I bought Le'Veon everywhere and I had all the faith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to come back for week one. And then didn't happen. Um, so for back to what we were trying to talk about, startup strategy, um, don't take Le'Veon and count on him. doesn't work out. That's what I did last year. I was comfortable taking Le'Veon at 101 last year. Believe it or not. Um, I don't think I was ever actually in the position to take him 101, but I probably would have. And it did not go very well. (laughs) Um, I think my favorite startup strategy is I tend to be more reserved. Um, I don't like to go like full youth, terrible, rebuild in four years, you know, but I like to kind of aim for year two. Um. A really good area to have a lot of picks for me the last couple of years has been I like to have six or seven picks in rounds eight through ten and not so much in the earlier rounds. Um, and rounds eight through ten last year, the biggest buys I can remember in that area last year was Galladay and Robert Woods. They both went in like the 9-10 area and they both were money this year. Yeah, agree. And see, that's where I'm like, I don't know if I just don't have patience or I'm just too aggressive to where to see, to see some of that like good talent that you can hit on, you know, those six, seven, eight, nine, ten, tenth rounds and like 
get a whole bunch of draft picks and trade out of the first and second round and you just have an ample amount of picks um, in those rounds and so you can create depth. Yeah, I had this um, one team where I did something like that. I'm trying to pull up the actual draft right now, but like I don't think I made a pick until mid-late third round, but I just you know, basically made – okay, actually, so it was a 14-team league. I took MT at 113, Mari Cooper at 210, which didn't work out for, you know, the first 12 weeks. But then I picked nine times in round seven through nine, and almost all of them are hits. In round seven through nine, I got Carrion, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, Woods, Galladay, Mark Ingram, and Manny Sanders. So, yeah, and, and like I said, and you're creating depth. So like, you know, you go to a, a, the aggressive route and you have, you know, two, three players in the top 20, but then the next 80 picks, you don't have anyone. Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember what I did with this team too was um, in all that trading back, I ended up having five 2019 firsts and traded all of them for Christian McCaffrey and Matt Stafford after the startup. Nice. Yeah. I think this was my best startup. I mean, I, I didn't win this league. I won eight of my leagues. Um, but like as far as long-term and everything, this team is by far set up the best. So I did in this last off season, really find success. Like I was saying, and trading back, and accumulating first and then just getting as many shots as I can in like seven through 10. Now, does your, would your strategy change depending on the league fee and the buy-in? Yeah. um, The lawn is actually the biggest buy-in I play in. I don't have any other leagues that are over $50. I mean, I think some of them are like, you know, 56 with the MFL fee, but I definitely am more willing to sit back and wait and do something weird if I'm playing in a $20 league versus a $50 league. I mean, I'm 20. I don't have a whole lot of money to be blowing. I got to make some money back. Yeah, I agree. That's that's kind of the hard – that's the situation I'm in in uh, this one uh, high-stakes league that's $500. Oof. And they're doing the uh, back-to-back winner. It gets a, um, a progressive pot. It's 500 bucks that goes into the pot every year. Back-to-back winner gets that pot, and then the league starts over. The, the quarterback – scoring is six points for a touchdown but minus four for a pick and then it's a half point ppr tight end premium and then a half point i don't know point two for uh first down that's interesting such a low value for first down and um i think it's point two it could be point two or point five um and hopefully here in the next like week, the draft order will be sent out. But like, I'm just thinking like that, like I, I really, in a league like that, I think getting aggressive is going to make sense. Cause if, if I could get like the Mahomes or 
a Barkley or a Mahomes and Nuke, um, even though I might miss out on some picks in those, you know, third, fourth, fifth round, uh, I think it's worth for the high scoring to for quarterbacks to get one or two guys early. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, especially like like I was saying, especially that much money. I mean, I'd want to win that league as soon as possible. I mean, I think the way to go in a league like that is get your, you know, try and win as soon as possible. And then if you don't feel like you have like a strong chance, you know, like over 50% of getting that progressive pot, I just tear it down the next year and take those couple of years where you're basically playing with free money from, you know, winning the league the one year to rebuild, come back stronger, you know? Do I have you? Oh, hey, it decided to work again. I got to imagine this is so tough to listen to. <laughs> um, I was actually, I hadn't obviously opened this app or looked at like the listener count in almost a year. I was shocked at how many listens these get. Happy about it, but shocked. Anyways, I'm curious how much of what I was saying that you even got to hear. Uh, none of it. What were you talking about? None of it. Cool. So we were talking about that 500 buy-in league. Oh, yeah. I, and got, you were all, t- I got all that. Oh, okay. But, yeah. So, yeah. I, did you hear what I was saying about trying to win it as soon as possible and then yes. tear it down, rebuild? Yep. Okay, cool. I don't have to repeat all that. But yeah, that's kind of how I would feel in that high of a buy-in. I don't think I'd ever have the guts to put that much money into a league. But if I did, I think that's the strategy for me. Um, so getting off topic, what are your thoughts on, um, on Juju? I know he wasn't in either of our top 12 Um coming around draft time that people will sneak him up there just because of the name and the situation. I definitely think Juju still has still going to rise this off season. Um, I'm trying to get my computer to load so I can tell you exactly where I have him. He's got, he can't be far off for me. I don't know off the top of my head, but if I had to guess, I'd say I probably have him in the, Definitely in the top, you know, two and a half rounds. Like, he can't be any further down than that. I mean, even if A.B. stays, I mean, we've seen him produce. I am a little cautious that he faces better coverage without A.B., but I think he's talented enough to make it work. So I have him at wide receiver eight. So, you know, the top five running backs, a couple quarterbacks. So I probably got him around a late second pick. 
Yeah, I think uh, I just think he's just going to be overvalued, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, would, I would rather have the. Uh, I just don't know if I'm. I just don't know if I'm going to dig dig that situation in a couple years. I don't think Big Ben has one or two more years left. Max, who knows who's going to be throwing the ball there? Um, I'd rather take a Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans. You know, OBJ, those type of guys, I think, before Juju. Yeah, if he creeps into the end of the first, I won't be going after him at that price. I think late second, early third is about right for him with the situation and the uncertainty there. Um, Basically, all the guys you named I have ahead of him, the guys I have ahead of him are Tyreek Keenan. I still have Antonio Brown ahead of him. I just think Antonio Brown is so good. He's going to make it work no matter where he is. I mean, he makes it work and double coverage everything. Then I've got, obviously, Adams, MT, OBJ, Evans, Nuke ahead of him. I've got my boy Galladay only two spots behind him, though. Okay, cool. We're going to have to... I'm going to try and hurry up and get through the rest of this with how much this is screwing up for me. Yeah, that's that's fine. But um, so, yeah, was there any other, though, like startup with questions, strategies you wanted to talk about or? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right. So the last thing we were going to do today was go through some league trades. Um, I only looked through trades that have gone down since I rolled over the league to 2019. So, unfortunately, every trade made from August to uh, late January was not up in this. I feel like some of those would be a little outdated by now. But a few of these I was really shocked by. I'd like to hear your thoughts. So, first one I have is giving A.J. Green for twenty for this year's 111 and 212. Um I'm pretty easily on the AJ Green side, but I'd like to hear what you think about it. I agree. Um, everyone's so down on AJ Green. Um, I don't know. I think he's a he's a. I think you he's good value, and he could uh, you could get him for a steal. I believe. Yeah, I agree. I um, I saw I started seeing polls on Twitter, seeing how cheap he was, and. I started offering for him in almost every league at this point. I mean, if you're even close to contending, I'd go buy AJ Green if he's being sold for that price, personally. Um, Can I get you back anytime now? All right. Hopefully we can power through. 
I like I said before, this has got to be just horridly painful to listen to. Um, I usually listen back through before I post these, and this is just going to be bad. Uh, I'm curious to hear who they can hear on these pauses. Um, anyways, another one that I feel like I know what your side's going to be. It's very obvious to me. Um, one team gave up Julio Jones for 203, 309, and a 2021st. Now, I'm easily on the Julio side, but I'm not really sure if this is people down on Julio or people are just that ridiculously in love with 2021s. Yeah, give me, give me Julio. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, that third round, it's a hit and miss. Seconds uh, a hit and miss. I mean, yeah, and again that that first that twenty twenty first. I mean, it could be the last pick of the first round. It, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's supposed to be a deep class, but how do we know? Um, I don't know. Again, I want that proven commodity. Me too, and I mean, not. All, I mean, they're getting Julio too. So I, I forgot to put down in here if it's that team's first. But I mean, I assume if you're getting Julio, you're looking to compete. It's probably a late first. And, I mean, you know, all these guys everyone hypes up in the 2020 class, 80% of them could decide to go back to school. I mean, that's been one of my biggest issues with people buying into this 2020 class right now is, you know, all these guys everyone wants could just go back to school. We don't know they're coming out. Did you get all that? This thing's giving me yeah, a... Okay, yep. cool. But yeah, this thing's driving me insane. But yeah, like like I said, I, I don't understand the infatuation with 2021s. I've been meaning to go through all my leagues and just sell all of mine. I mean, I honestly think these this might be the first time basically ever that draft picks hit their peak before that the draft season they're for. Like, I honestly can't see these going higher. Like, how hyped up 2021s are right now, like all they can do is go down. Yeah, I think they're at their peak. Like all it takes is, you know, Travis Etienne, Tua, and DeAndre Swift go back to school, and that's everybody, you know, basically the top three gone. Yeah, agreed. All right. So let me see what else I got. This one... Is interesting. It's going to depend on your feeling on a couple players. So one team gave up Philip Lindsay, Adam Thielen, 106 in a 2021st for Christian McCaffrey, Royce Freeman, and a 2022nd. I'm going CMC there, but I don't know about you.
All right, guys. So at this point, after this many um, disconnects, I'm just giving up on this. Um, I'm definitely going to research some other options for recording pods and hopefully be able to record them more frequently. Um, Thanks for coming on, man. It's good to finally record one of these again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sorry it's such a mess, but um, (laughs) we're working on it. It happens. Um, I'm not sure if you wanted to share like a Twitter or anything before we get out or. Uh, My handle is Jim Snell, S-N-E-L-L. The number is one, three. All right. And then uh, mine, as always, is at Kenny G season S-Z-N. The league Twitter handle is at T-L-O-N-F-F Dynasty. I've been posting updates about LAN 2 on there. I think tonight, he invites out. I swear to you guys, I'm getting there. I'm Like I said earlier, I'm not in a huge rush. I hadn't even begun writing the bylaws for LAN at this time last year. So there's no rush, guys. We'll be fine. But yeah, yeah. It's not even March. You're right. It's not even March. Um if you signed up, you'll get in. Last I looked, I still have like 15 spots, like not even signed up, let alone emails sent out. So don't worry. There's still time if you want to get in. All that information is on the league handle, which again is T-L-O-N-F-F Dynasty. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks again, man. It's good to talk. Perfect. Right at the end. Like I was saying, guys, it disconnects again. I give up. I give up on this is honestly getting ridiculous at this point, guys. I was literally trying to finish a two-minute outro. But anyways, thanks for tuning in. Big shout-out to Jim. I was trying to say it, but thanks for coming on. It's a blast to record these, and I will have to figure out something better for next time. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow all the handles we mentioned on Twitter. See you guys.